0: Voice calmed Adam, as it always did. It was time to leave. Chapter 1 The Quicksand and the Wet Facecloth Bill's House, Malone Road, Strandmillis, Belfast, Northern Ireland, October 2003 Adam ran down the long corridor, scanning the closed classroom doors as he went, all empty now, save for the echoes of its past. He knew he was getting close. His feet sank into something cold and mucid. It crept its way up his body. Matthew! He looked around, desperately searching for something to help haul himself out. He needed to reach his son. Matthew was in danger, the dark figure on its way to take him. His mind was now fully alert. He turned to his left, slower than he wanted, because his body was now swathed in quicksand up to his chin. The more he fought to free himself, the more he began to sink, lower and lower, until the muddy, unrelenting sand filled his mouth and nose. He felt hysteria threaten to overtake him. His heart rate doubled in speed, hammering inside his chest. Both ears thumped fiercely in protest at the assault. ''Matthew, you're dreaming,'' she whispered in his ear. His eyes flew open. He was back in his room. He'd escaped the quicksand but his body still felt heavy and uncooperative. With every ounce of his strength, he forced himself to twist towards his son. As his mind reeled through possible horrors he might find in his cot, terror overtook him. And then the figure emerged from the shadows, dark and menacing. His face was nasty and mean. ''You're still dreaming. None of this is real. Wake up!'' she said again. Moments passed, intolerably slow, Adam fought to open his eyes, to escape from the darkness, to save his son from that ominous figure. ''Matthew!'' Finally, his eyes opened wide and he gasped out loud. Matthew was unharmed, of course, asleep on his back, arms above his head, starfish-like. He was oblivious to the hell his father had just been through. Satisfied that his son was safe, relief came crashing in and Adam broke out in a cold sweat shaking from head to toe. He pulled his duvet up high under his chin. His eyes never left Matthew, and as the warmth of the duvet helped quell his shakes, he scanned the room once more, looking deep into the dark corners. Only then was he satisfied that danger had not crept into this room in the darkness of the night to steal his son. He reached over to touch his face. For the millionth time since Matthew's birth, He felt bewildered awe and gratitude that this little thing, this perfectly wonderful little man, was theirs. Only his now. Fresh pain clipped his body. ''He's fine, love,'' Rachel said, her voice steady and calm. Then she continued, her voice still gentle, but now with a note of concern in it. ''You have to stop having these panic attacks. You'll not make it to forty if you continue the way you've been going these past few weeks.'' The last of his fear, irrational maybe, but very real to him, disappeared at the sound of his wife's soft voice. He rolled onto his right side towards her, leaning his head on his arm. Seeing her there, watching him with great tenderness, made everything all right again. He was back on solid ground, the quicksand gone. Hello, you, he said, grinning like a schoolboy. She was the only woman he'd ever met who made him feel young and old all at once. Seriously, Adam, you've got to stop getting into such a state. I'm worried about you, Rachel said. I know, Adam replied. Don't be. I'll relax. Honest. It felt good having her worry about him all the same. She was the keeper of all his secrets. She knew every single irrational fear he had. Was it that same dream again, or something new this time? "'Rachel asked. "'Adam nodded. "'Same one, Rach. "'Like clockwork, every night since I arrived at Dad's house. "'I never had dreams like this before in my life. "'It must be something to do with the air here in Northern Ireland, "'the land of mythical stories and all that. "'That's as may be, "'but you do know that it's highly unlikely "'you'll ever see your old high school again. "'They've torn it down. "'It doesn't even exist anymore. "'So unless you go back in time, you're safe enough.' She smiled, reading his mind. And Marty McFly isn't going to rock up to your front door in his DeLorean to take you back to your old school. Killjoy. He stretched his arms above his head and grimaced at a new twinge.